If we could walk ourselves down the order of consequence before we made every decision, we'd probably make very different decisions. You know, like why do people cheat on their spouses? Clearly they're not thinking about what's gonna happen right. in a week. Yeah. They're thinking about how they feel in that moment. I want the instant gratification feeling and that's all I can think about. Your mind goes, I wanna keep this feeling. 100%. Because like you get that good buzz and you're just like, that's oh, exactly this, it. Is, this is so great, it's so fun. I just yeah. wanna keep this going. Of course, at the beginning, that's very much how I was because I'm like, this is not difficult, just stop. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. That was her advice. And welcome back to the Fortitude Podcast. We're your hosts, Micah and Sarah. And today we're going to talk about porn. Ooh, taboo. <laughs> More specifically, we're going to talk about my journey with it, um, my struggles with it, you know, addiction. And and hopefully we're, we're just going to have a very candid, vulnerable conversation uh, in hopes that it can create some breakthrough and healing for somebody else. Yep. I wrote a blog post about Micah and I deciding to wait until marriage um, after we didn't. And I offhandedly mentioned in that post that it allowed Micah's struggle with porn to kind of come into the light and for us to have conversations surrounding it. And I got so much feedback from people wanting to hear more about that specifically. Um, people saying that my son struggles with this, my I struggle with this, I'm in a group of men and we're all helping each other to overcome this. So um, this, this, this is something we've been really wanting to do. And so we're excited for this. Well, I'm excited for this conversation. I think you are too. Yeah, I am. <laughs> are you nervous? No, actually. I, I think this is, a, this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Actually, I know a lot of people struggle with. And... This is the problem with this subject in particular is because it's not talked about enough mm -hmm. because there's so much shame surrounding this addiction in particular yeah. where it, it just gets held in, but then things that are not brought to the light grow and then the shame also grows yeah, and then the shame turns into justification mm -hmm. of why you're doing it. Oh, it's not that like, you know, well, it's not worse than cheating or, you know, sure. you go through these things. And so I, my hope is that somebody is going to hear this or watch this that can hopefully create some healing or, or, or maybe even jumpstart uh, that process for somebody. Yeah. It is interesting how it's like, we are so celebratory of people who are maybe like, they've been sober for a year. They've been off drugs for two years yeah. or whatever. But when it comes to like breaking away from a porn habit, it's like, well, if someone was like, I've been, I haven't done porn in a year. It's like, ugh. why are you telling me that? <laughs> yeah. There is just like a different feeling yeah. uh, w with that. Yeah. Whereas somebody says, you know, like I haven't touched a drink in a year yeah. and you're like, congrats. Going, it's like, congrats. And we're yeah. cheering them on. Yeah. And, or, you know, you're with somebody who it, it's like, yeah, this is my, like my new girlfriend. And, um, you know, he, she, or, you know, she hasn't touched a drink in over a year. And so she's a year sober and everyone's like, oh my gosh, congratulations. And they'll do things yeah. to, to help you in that, in yeah. that. Um, it's a different feeling to say like, Hey, this is my new boyfriend. You know, he's, he's six months out, uh, porn free. And so, and now some circles, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is celebrated yeah. and, and like, you know, encouraged. But the thing is, is, is like, a little bit no different. one would say that. Right. No one yes. would say that right, because right, right. it's like, that's embarrassing. Why am I going to tell my friends that this is something that this person I'm dating is struggling with? Yeah. You know, like people don't say that because of the innate shame that comes along with it. So I want to start with a statistic that was like studies have shown. And this is just in Christian men, mm. you know, Christian men and women. And it's 63% of Christian men watch porn monthly. Mm. I think it's 15% for Christian women. Mm, okay. Now that's just, that's just, you know, in the Christian community, sure. that probably is a very, uh, a much larger number um, just in general. Yeah. If that's the case in Christian men or, yeah. you know, Christian women, um, then that, that is very common. Yeah. Very, you know, that it, it, it's a very common stigma. And especially I think as people of faith, there's even more shame 100%. that's put on it where you are, definitely like hey this is not godly this is sinful yeah. like you're you know the all all the things that that shame kind of gets right but not just with religion in general it really you know? keeps it in the dark yeah. even more because it's like oh i'm a christian i'm I not supposed to like fall right. prey to these things yes and then you and then you never tell anyone and then you struggle in silence yeah, yeah it's this feeling that well now that i'm a christian i now pray should it away. be perfect <laughs> pray it away 
<laughs> just pray it away. Yeah. And look, I have tried. I've tried the whole, like, Lord, I pray that you would get, like, you know, that you would just get rid of my lust for any other woman other than my wife or my girlfriend, you know, and and then he just answered that prayer. And now I like literally never have to Magic. Uh, think about a woman any other way. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't, I haven't met somebody that that happened to. It's just like, yeah. and then my lust just like got, got taken out yeah. and I never like struggled with it again. Yeah. I think it's just something, I think you go through bouts. At least this is, this is my experience. I'm sure. just going to talk on my experience. Yeah. You know, I can't t- talk for all men or all, all women in this category, but for me, uh, like there would be bouts of where it would be like months, maybe even a year or more where I, I wouldn't, you know, struggle with it or, or, you know, fall to it. And it was, it was a feeling of like, Oh, I think I really like mastered this or Mm. conquered this. Mm -hmm. And that is a very dangerous thing. I heard, uh, pastor Greg Groeschel talk about this, how you're vulnerable when you are overly confident. Mm. I think that's, that's true in a lot of areas, but in this, where when you feel like you've just like conquered it or mastered it, that's when the enemy can come in and, and, you know, get you at sure. your, when you're least expecting it. Sure. And so be very careful of that. Just, just realize that this is going to be something that you have to work on. And for me, it wasn't this, like, I'm just a hornball kind of thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like an overly sexual or sure. sexualized thing for me it was more so where it where i was in in moments of feeling purposelessness Mm -hmm. or meaningless Mm -hmm. or uh powerlessness and it was in those moments where i feel like i'm the most susceptible or or vulnerable Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. uh, because it gives you that dopamine hit Mm. and it's just like anything i mean it's like overeating uh you know just like indulging in dessert or um uh, you know, alcohol, drugs, you sure, know, like anything. A, a, any addiction yeah. that it is, it's to cope and escape. Mm. And it's just a really high potency dopamine hit mm. that happens uh, quickly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just quickly speaking ish. on it, yeah, yeah, ish, you know, <laughs> uh, it's all relative how quick that is. But <laughs> what makes it happen the first time i think that varies for everybody because i i know that for people that are really addicted to it that is just like it's kind of like chains that need to be broken yeah they were exposed to it at a very young age sure and i was just like thinking back at the first time that i had ever seen it or experienced porn yeah i wasn't like uh, crazy young. I mm-hmm. think it was probably middle school or high school. I mean, is that young? I, I don't know. I feel like nowadays. I feel like that is young, but I, yeah, I guess. I, I guess mean, middle school definitely seems young to me. But I feel like maybe, today maybe, I heard maybe, that maybe it was high school. today. I, I heard know. that the age is like eight or nine. Oh man, that, that kids are like exposed to maybe not porn, but something that's like yeah, yeah. sexually overt. I mean, nowadays that doesn't even surprise me. Right. But you know, back in the day you had to kind of work for it a little bit more. For sure. Now and it's so, just there. Like I grew up on dial up internet. Right. You, Same. the parents had to be in asleep yeah. or gone uh, because <laughs> sure. it would take qu- quite a while for uh, an image to even upload. <laughs> it's also like, where it's like I, now we have it literally in our, in, in, like in our hands. I don't even think you had, the, I mean, I'm speaking for me, but never even had the thought to look up anything inappropriate online as like, as like when I was young, that never yeah. even crossed my mind. Right. I didn't either. And, and I was like really trying to rack my brain as to like why that started. I can't figure out what the trigger is sure, or what started kind of that fascination. Yeah. I mean, it was probably just seeing, watching a, a movie at a friend's sure. house and like seeing a pair of boobs for the first time right. or something. And then that just like that feeling of like, of excitement and arousal and intrigue also partnered with i shouldn't be seeing this sure which is a a lot of feelings to happen you (laughs) know when when you're kind of going through um you know the hormones and the prepubescent or uh you know stages that that kind of started and uh i think it's it's funny you you think that well once i well, once I get engaged or once I get married, sure, you know, then then I'll give it up, sure, you know, because I'll have my person, sure, and then I'll, you know, I won't need this anymore, sure, because then I won't have to, um, then I'll like 
Yeah, then, then I'll have, have my person that I will want. fill all my needs all the time. Totally. At all, you know, like yeah. at, at every waking moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when that didn't happen, you know, got engaged, got married. But, and so. What? But it was like, it was before we ever got engaged that like this all came out and that I knew oh, that you were well, struggling for with you. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. For like the, because you you caught me. You, yeah. can, you can tell that story. Yeah. Well, Do you even remember? I feel like we were trying to order food, I think. Yeah. I just I just got out your phone, opened up the browser to order some food, and, and there it was. Smack dab. Yeah. Right in a browser. Yeah. And I was I'm like, that that is such that that is such a newbie thing to do. <laughs> like <laughs> you always clear your browser, you always exit out. Like what Micah. But in, in my opinion, I think that was it was God ordained. I yeah. mean, I just think like that was meant to happen so that yeah. that could start the change that yeah. I need to go through yeah. and the process that I had to go through. Yeah. And Cause to, that, to start to like break through that. I feel like when you see your person right in front of you being really hurt, mm. then that creates a different kind of urgency to oh want to bring it into the light and work on it. Yep. Because I was very, I was so hurt. Right. Especially because you had been like, I don't want to do anything sexual. Like we were, we were abstaining. Right. And yeah. so I was yeah, like, I was going to say, you should give the context probably. Well, to, we, we to were, that even we more. were, uh, we weren't doing anything physical. We were abstaining from everything because Micah had said, that's what he wanted to do so that we could build our emotional intimacy and see what our relationship could be without that as a crutch. So then I'm like, what, what's this then? Mm -hmm. You said you wanted to abstain, but you're doing this behind my back. Like I was, I was angry. And, 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 very, and very hurt. Rightfully so. Yeah. It was like totally justified. And that crushed me because it had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with my own insecurities, my own, uh, you know, just urges and, uh, you know, again, the, the coping mechanisms that I need to work through. And it had nothing to do with you. And so, I, but I think that, it, it just brought very clearly in a visceral, tangible way of mm -hmm. how much that affected you yeah. and hurt you. I don't think, I think as, as a partner, it's impossible to, to separate it from you. Oh, I, I, can don't, imagine. I don't think it's possible. Yeah. And also at that time, I was having a lot of struggles with my own self-image anyway. Mm. That also added to my, my own realization of need to build up my own self-image and unattach it from how I looked and like being sexually attractive. So it was all, it was a perfect storm that was horrible at the time, <laughs> yeah. but it allowed us to get on a much healthier path. Thanks to counseling. Yes. It just like, it could not have happened with our own will. No way. Power. No way. Like, that's why I think a, a huge part of starting the process of like wanting to work through this and, um, and, and stopping is to tell somebody and tell somebody that you trust yeah somebody that you feel safe with because here's the thing and for us that was um it was the council it was our counselor yeah for me it was our counselor and so it was relatively easy for me because i was already unearthing a lot of stuff that sure. i wanted to work through anyway yeah and so this was just another thing that i'm like okay i want to get over this i want to i want to uh you know heal from this and, and break through this so that I like, I, I don't want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of what a counselor does, you yeah. know, is to, to hear kind of all your dirty laundry and hope and, and try to help uh, clean it. And so mm -hmm. um, that was my source. And then I think from that point, it's important to find really trusted friends, people that you trust, feel safe with again yeah. to, to share with, mm -hmm. because more than likely, they're going to reciprocate, at least in my experience. And if they don't, they're lying. <laughs> I, I, I've yet to meet a guy yeah. that has not struggled in this area at yeah. some capacity. Yeah. Obviously, some more than others, but yeah. at some capacity, this is just, this is an innate thing. It doesn't, I don't believe it just goes away either. I don't think that's right. um, a thing that, that happens. Yeah. It's something that you're, you can manage and learn how to fill the the void or fill the mm. um or heal the wound that you've had mm. that is causing this repeat mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. and so that's i think that's with anything that's yeah. like fleshly 
like it's not just right. lust, you yeah. know, it's, it's the other, the other vices that, that we have here, the other things that we fall prey to, even like laziness or, you know, whatever it may be. I think there's alcohol. As, yeah. As humans, those things never disappear completely. It's always something that we have to be in check with. If we have a struggle with, with one of those things, which we all have a struggle with something because we're human. Yeah. Okay. So I have two kind of adjacent questions based on what you just shared. Okay. One, is there something that, and obviously this is probably different for everyone, but for you, is there like a trigger where it's like, okay, this is, this is reminding me of when I went down the path that led me mm. to wanting to use porn. Yeah, do you yeah. have, do you have those things where it's like, okay, look, I got to get this in check now before yes. I walk too far down that path. That's what I would recommend anybody doing like another process of figuring out when you're the most vulnerable, mm. like what are your triggers and make those triggers as inconvenient as you can. Uh, so for me, it's when I'm, my energy is low, like when I'm tired, obviously if I'm home alone, uh, when I am feeling like a, uh, when, when I'm in a season of stagnation or, or mm. it feels like I'm in a season of stagnation, but where that's like, I'm you, not getting results yeah. in, in, in areas or in, in my business or growing at, at the capacity. I'm, but that's something you can't control. So right, how do right. you make that? how do you make that inconvenient? Like, I think making the habit in like making getting that, I onto think that's the porn. What I mean. Yeah. So you can't, okay. So the trigger itself, I guess you can't necessarily like stop it's, but you have to, it's, it's taking your thoughts captive sure. and figuring out and, and noticing, Oh, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in this state right now. Mm. And so what are, what are the things that I need to do to cr like create a different state, whether it's working out, whether it's breath work, mm. uh, going on a walk, getting out of your house, because if you stick around, you know, there in your home alone, you know, if you're out, out of the house, you're mm. less likely to probably do it in public. Sure. Yeah. Theoretically. And so that's what I mean about like making it. Uh, as inconvenient as possible is sure. like you removing that. So in other ways is there are, there are literal software tools that you can utilize to put on your, your computer, your tablet, your phone uh, that has kind of a buddy system where mm. if you, you just put in somebody else's email. So I just use, I use my counselor. You can use a pastor. You can use your friend, whoever you feel like would, help you hold you accountable. And what happens is if you go to a site that's flagged or if you go to a bad site or if, if you're watching images, mm. um, it will send an email to that person mm. and like let them know basically. Mm. And then that person can check in and be like, Hey, you okay? Like, you know, um, how's everything got an alert. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it just, it brings a whole nother accountability to it. So yeah. I have it on all my devices. Uh, for that, that's another way that you can uh, make it inconvenient. And sure, so, or you just don't want to because you don't want to get the text like, from that person yeah, exactly. being like, yeah, what's exactly. up? I mean, there's a lot of different ways. So for me, I like to play mental games of knowing the fe knowing how I'm going to feel afterwards. Right. It's like eating a bunch of junk food right. or, you know, doing anything hey, of that nature. I, I literally just wrote this week about instant gratification oh, on yeah. my blog yeah, exactly. and how like if we could walk ourselves down the path of like the order of consequence before we made every decision, we'd probably make very different decisions because we wouldn't be thinking about how we're going to feel in 10 minutes. We'd be thinking about how we're going to feel in 20 or, or, nice. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, put that number up a little or bit more. tomorrow or the next week or whatever, you know, like why do people cheat on their spouses? Clearly they're not thinking about what's going to happen right. in a week. Yeah. They're thinking about how they feel in that moment right. or even with having too much to drink, doing drugs, whatever it may be. It's because it's just like, I want the instant gratification feeling. And that's mm. all I can think about because I'm a human and I'm being controlled by emotion by my emotions right now. Thanks for saying 20 minutes. <laughs> appreciate that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have a timer. It's like a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, it's playing those games with yourself uh, of like, okay, I like, I don't want the enemy to win. Mm. That's the other thing that sure. I do. It's just like, this is the enemy. He knows what you're the most insecure about. He knows what you're the most vulnerable, about. Uh, like, you know, when you're the most vulnerable mm -hmm. and you just have to like, you either let the enemy win or you don't. 
Yeah. And you defeat him in that moment. And it's just like little wins yeah. like that. It's moment just by like moment. Little moments by moments of like, yeah. not today, Satan. Yeah. You know, you hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you move on. You have to, and then you, you, you do it like, you have to like activate in something else. Yeah. You can't just like be like, not going to do that. And then and you sit. sit around. <laughs> it's like you have to yeah. activate in something that you're pursuing yeah. or, you know, working out or doing something that you're, you're like accomplishing something. Yeah. Even just going for a walk seems like a very simple one. It is. Or it's simple. like, if you can't you're, think, you're if about. you can't think of something to do, just, just go for a walk. Or call, call your buddy. Yeah. You just need kind of like that distraction. Yeah. You just kind of need a distraction from that. Yeah. Uh, to, to kind of get you on a different neural pathway yeah. to get off of that because it's like, it starts with a, something very simple yeah. and it's typically, I mean, well for, for me and I think for a lot of people now is social media, you scroll mm. and there's going to be some thirst trap at some point, or there's going to be something that is going to like tantalize. <laughs> oh, wow. Tantalize. It's not oh. a good word. No, it, that's a great word. Oh, I just oh. don't like it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect word. Yeah. Tantalize and titillize. It's titillate. Oh, titillate. I really don't like that word. <laughs> <laughs> it's not titillate and tantalize. Yes. Wait, titillate. Oh, it's not titillize and tantalate. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. So vocabulary you know, lesson. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So those two words, <laughs> it starts with something as simple as that. And sure. it starts very small. And then if you stay on it, then your thoughts start to go down a path of what would it be like to be with this person? And then, and then it's like, and then you're, you're, you have to, so you have to stop the spiral or stop, um, the, the thoughts from kind of taking you in that direction. Yeah. And in social media, I don't know if you know this. I learned this from my counselor is that on TikTok, if you hold down the video itself, you can just hit not interested. It will take it away and then it will, you know, move on from the feed. And if you do that enough times, it will stop sending you those things. Yeah. Right. And so that's a good way to do it. And again, that, re that requires some strength in that, in that moment to not watch it and to not just like sit there and, and let your thoughts run rampant. You have to like, you have to cut it off as soon as you can. It's easier to do it earlier than it is to, mm -hmm. to do it later on. Because once your thoughts kind of go down that, that path of, of imagining it get, it's, it becomes harder to stop. So you have to like, you have to stop yourself before you kind of start to make that groove mm. in your brain. Mm -hmm. And so it, as soon as you possibly can, so that you don't even allow yourself to, to start. Just walk down that path or build yeah, that but, thought, build yeah, that thought what, pattern. What, yeah, but it's a different word and it's not titillate or tantalize. Or tantalize or tantalate. <laughs> tantalate or titillize. <laughs> and so that's on TikTok. On Instagram, you mm. hit the three dots. And you hit not interested. Well, you can literally on your on your for you page. I do this all the time because I don't understand. Like the discover, discover yes, page, the like yeah. discover page. You can like hold down on a square and be like, "Don't show me more like this." Yep. Because I don't know how some stuff gets onto my for you page. Yeah. And so that's an easy thing to do. So those are just simple simple ways that you can start to just help yourself out. You want to you want to help yourself out, and if you're going through a season right now where it, it's not that difficult, that's that's great. But like, prepare for the future. Why, sure. why not do something now to prepare for something that could happen later on? Sure. As, as someone who I think, because like, this is not a struggle for me, right? You know, this is not something I've ever struggled with. It's very difficult for me to relate to what you're saying mm. because in, and I think this is, I'm saying this because I think as if you're supporting someone who's maybe struggling with it, being like, you can't go into a judgmental place with your thoughts and mm. with the way that you respond to this person yep. because it's not helpful. And I, of course, at the beginning, that's very much how I was because I'm like, this is not difficult. Just stop. <laughs> like what? I, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. That was her advice. Because to me, it's just like, again, I don't struggle with that. It's the same with everything though. Right. Like you can say 100%. that for people that struggle with meth of and <laughs> heroin and, of course. and you know, things that, that you're just like, why don't just why stop. like, just stop like doing right. that? Why would right. you do that? Right. right. My point is, is if you are trying to be, uh, if, if you like say your partner is struggling with it or a yeah. friend or whoever it is, like, don't be judgmental. Just 
even if you start to have judgmental thoughts in your head, like take those thoughts captive and figure out how you can say something back that's encouraging and doesn't make them feel worse than they probably already feel. Yep. You know, they probably already feel like crap about themselves and having the person who they want to be transparent and honest with make them feel even worse is not going to, it's not going to help anything. And that's just from my own. Cause even, even now in what you were just talking about, I'm like, just stop. Like I still have, I still have the, like my initial thought is just like, I don't, I don't get this, but that doesn't get, that doesn't get you anywhere when you're trying to support someone. It's not, it's not helpful yeah. in, in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, so that's just from my own experience. If somebody has the bravery to tell you 100% this thing, yes. and it doesn't even have to be about porn. It can be about right. anything, yeah. any, anything that's a really vulnerable thing to do. A, that means they trust you. Yeah. B, it means, especially if it's, if it's a spouse to spouse, mm. it means they love you so much that they, they want to work through this thing. If your spouse comes to you and, and shares this thing, it, you're going to be angry. Yeah. You're going to be insecure. Yeah. You're going to feel defensive. You're going to feel the, all these things that Sarah kind of shared with you. It's all valid. Like yeah. those are all totally valid things to experience, like to, to have any emotions. But on, on the other side, I'm not saying like to not feel those because like those are very valid emotions. But the other side is try to have try to have some um, or on, on the other side, just think about how much this person loves you enough to share this really vulnerable insecurity mm -hmm. with you. And it's because they want to work through this Um because they want to grow in their in, in their intimacy with you, because that's ultimately what it is. It's like mm -hmm. you're you're getting uh, you're trying to get in uh, an emotional or, or an intimacy need met from this sure. thing that's never going to give you that. Yeah, and it, it's like instead of viewing the guy as like this weak yeah. pervert, yeah, uh, that that has no self control, think about like no, this person is a warrior. This guy's a warrior that has a wound that he's looking to heal. Is actually strong enough to, mm -hmm. to, to want to heal it and to bring it out into right. light. That takes right. a lot of strength. Yep. Even if in the moment it feels like they're expressing a weakness, but the fact that they're expressing it, it's more indicative of their strength than their weakness. Right. You've already given some really good tangibles as far as, you know, bringing it into light, having accountability, the software you can install onto your devices. Um, but you mentioned something, and obviously this kind of comes through if you're working through it with a Christian lens, but you mentioned how using porn almost put up, um, how it, it impacted your spiritual life negatively, oh, yeah. how it just like kind of put a block between you and God. Can you expand yeah, yeah. on that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, m my personal belief, uh, you know, uh, I'm a Christian. And so the thing for me, like, part of it was with not doing it or when, when, when I was like, when, when I'm in a, a feeling of, of, of weakness, hmm. I think about what it does to my relationship with God. Cause it's, I feel, I always feel afterwards further away from him, mm -hmm. even though he, it's not like he's going away. Mm -hmm. I'm just putting up barriers mm -hmm. and I'm like muffling the sounds because I'm putting up those walls. Mm -hmm. It's all self-inflicted. And mm -hmm. I think that's what shame does. Yeah. Shame kind of puts these barriers up where it's even hard for you to hear, you know, what somebody else is saying. Absolutely. Let alone God. Yeah. And uh, you, even like if they're speaking truth into you. Yeah. If you have so much shame, you know, I think it's uh, Brene Brown that talks about the difference between guilt and shame. Whereas mm -hmm. guilt is like, I did something wrong or I did something bad, shame mm. is I am bad. Mm, mm -hmm. So for me personally, what helps me kind of stop myself mm -hmm. is thinking about how th this is going to affect my relationship with God. Sure. I I'm like, okay, I really like, I, I really like where I'm at right now. And like the, with, with um, my relationship with God and the spirit, and it's always growing, Yeah. but it's like, it's like in a, in a relationship where it's like, why would you put up barriers if you're really looking to grow a relationship in a marriage, even yeah. all of a sudden you're like, okay, tonight, um, I'm going to, I'm just going to sleep in here. 
or, or, you know, tonight sure. I'm going to, I'm going to sleep elsewhere, mm-hmm. not even in the next room, because I know that happens. Like when you have a kid and stuff, like, you sure. know, like you need some, whatever. Yeah. We're talking about it through the lens of your spiritual relationship, but obviously that creates a barrier with a, with a partner. And if they yeah, don't know right. that you're struggling with it, then they don't understand why the, why the barrier is being created. Maybe mm-hmm. they censor some kind of something, but they don't know what it is, right. you know, I can't, I can't necessarily say from experience because it came out pretty early on in our relationship, mm-hmm. but it probably does the same thing for an earthly relationship. I would imagine. Yep. And I think that's like any, any vice that, that you can fall into. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, cause there was a time where I was like really using alcohol as like a, like a way to change myself, Interesting. I guess. Um, like a way to make myself more fun. Cause I'm naturally very, I'm just an introverted person. You're naturally. Fun. <laughs> I'm fun. Yeah, I'm You're fun goof-tastic. now. I'm fun now. <laughs> Wait, why do you say now? Because now my self image is strong. Oh, now I know, now okay. I know who I am and I can be fun and I can be myself yeah. with no, with nothing to prompt me to do that. I remember when we met and you had, it's like almost, you had a hard time being goofy. Yeah. Or like, cause I don't want to look silly. stupid. I was afraid of looking stupid because I cared so much about what everyone thought of me because my self image was so trash. Were you told that in the past? Like Mm -hmm. when you, if you like, did something start that process where like you did something silly or goofy and somebody kind of like made a remark that made you feel like they thought you were stupid? I can't think of anything. Like there's no, I don't have like a, this is the moment. Mm -hmm. I have no idea where where that came from. I think it just came from compounding perfectionistic tendencies my whole life. And then it's like, oh, well now I'm becoming an adult. So how do you become a, how how are you perfect? If you're an adult, you're, you're not goofy. Interesting. You're like all together. You have it all together all the time. Uh You're the right amount of fun, but you also have it all together all the time. Um, now we're like onto a whole, a whole other subject. No, but it's good. (laughs) I mean, because I, I loved that part of you when it, whenever it did come out and lo and behold, God gave you the, the probably the goofiest man on earth um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to yeah. maybe bring that side out of you and yeah. also to temper me and, and make, and kind of speed up my maturity process as well. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, I had, I had a lot of immaturity is, and, and that you, you brought more organization um, as well to my life. Sure. I think I, I brought out the goof-tasticness of, yeah, uh, of yourself. Yeah, you did. Do you know in the movie Inside Out where she has like goof island <laughs> yes. that like that like turns black and to crust and like Wait, falls away? Yes. That's like when I saw that movie, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like that, ha- that happened to me. Oh, wow. But I don't know. I don't know why. But then you came into my life and then my goof island was built back up again oh, and all colorful. I built and your goof island. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember if that's what it was called. <laughs> I don't. Maybe it was, I, man, I need to watch that again. That's such a good movie. Yeah. Is it Silly silly Island? Maybe. Or yeah, I, I don't some, know. Something along those lines. I like though. goof island. If, I mean, but I if like that's it wrong. too. My, what, why I even brought all of that up is yeah. because when I would use alcohol as a coping mechanism, it would definitely put up a wall between me and God. Because when I should have been put up a wall between us. Well, yeah, for well. sure. Again, just like anything. Yeah. Because when I should have been leaning into why do I feel insecure and like talking to God about those things, I instead I would would just go out and drink mm-hmm. instead of actually working on like why I felt the way that I felt. And it's just, you know, whatever college, American college is what it is. And it's like normal to just like get drunk all the time, whether that's healthy or not is another thing. But, um, that starts, starts a pattern that then it's like, well, now I'm an adult, but I'm still doing that. Mm. And in college I did it because it was a way for me to have fun going out because I didn't, I don't like, I don't like big parties. Right. I don't like to do that. It it like took away your, uh, ambitions that's not probably not the right word but like inhibitions Inhibitions, yeah yeah. it it, it took took away your inhibitions some more and because that's what alcohol does right just like your care level goes down yep it made me who i felt like i was supposed to be Hmm. because i felt for the longest time because i didn't understand my temperament i felt like there was something wrong with me because i didn't like in like big party environments and I, I didn't like to socialize the way a lot of people that I was surrounded by who that's actually how they're wired. It made sense for them. 
But for me, it wasn't who I was, but I felt like there was something wrong. And so I used alcohol to fix that thing that was wrong. In college. In college. And then, and then it kind of bled into yeah. adulthood. Yes. Can you talk about the time where that became an issue? Because from what I remember, I, we had a lot of kind of hard conversations around that yeah. subject because, yeah. just because I, I, I was like, you turn into a different person. Right, exactly. And like really mean, I, yeah, just not like fun. mean. Yeah. <laughs> Which is which is funny because you were doing it because it, you wanted to bring out your right. fun side yes. or goof side. But that's the thing. That's the thing with alcohol is like when you have the amount that makes you fun, your body's like or your mind is like you need more, and then that takes you to the next <laughs> threshold, which is not fun anymore. Or what it, it, it like. Your mind goes, I want to keep this feeling. 100%. Because like, oh, I love, like, you, you get that good buzz and you're just like, That's oh, exactly this, it. Is, this is like, this is so great. It's so fun. I just yeah. want to keep this going. Yes. So I don't want to drink water. Right. <laughs> and hydrate yeah. myself. Mm -mm. No, I want to drink more alcohol yep. so that I which, just keep this right. going. Which, which doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. It just continues to go upward yeah. into no man's land. Yeah. That's kind of what you were saying about porn in regards to like, you get one dopamine hit and then yeah. you're like, well, now I need the next most interesting thing to get my yeah. next dopamine hit. And it's just like more yeah. and more and more and more. Yeah. That's kind of also the, the danger behind it too, is because you, you do it, you do it once yeah. and that you hit that dopamine threshold, but then you need to, that, that does, you don't go back to base yeah. of dopamine. It, it, you have to, it kind of lowers. So yeah. you need more stimuli to hit that dopamine that you hit the first time. Mm -hmm. And if you do it in succession, if you do it a lot, um, that continues to lower your baseline, your dopamine baseline lowers and lowers and lowers and lowers and lowers, where then you need more stimuli and then you start to get into different uh, things and mm -hmm. maybe like more violent things. It, 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 you know, it gets really bad mm -hmm. uh, if you go down that road too mm -hmm. far mm -hmm. because you you your dopamine, like you, you're you have depleted it so much that you need so ag such aggress aggressive uh, stimuli to actually hit that dopamine. Sure. And then that bleeds into partnership as well. What I mean, you know, we're with like performance issues because you're comparing sure. like the activity sure. of real life right. to what you've been watching. Sure. And, you know, Sarah That's didn't want to hang upside down and... Um, <laughs> And put on a Batman mask, uh, no matter how much I, I asked. That sounds exhausting. I guess that would be Spider-Man more so. That would ha hang what? upside down. Oh, I'm like, what does it matter? Yeah, the Spider-Man kiss. Hang oh, upside down. okay. But I was thinking like bat, you know, bat hangs upside down. Yeah, either but, either one. Yeah. Anyway. We can talk about that after. <laughs> but so alcohol. Yes. Uh, so, I, I, I want to stay on that because there there is... I want you to kind of tell that story of how we had some conversations and then what you did to kind of break that yeah, pattern. Yeah. I mean, we just had conversations that were uncomfortable and awkward. Mm -hmm. And then again, common theme here, talk to my counselor about it. Like was like, okay, this is something I clearly need to bring up um, because I'm having an issue with it. Mm -hmm. And I, the, now that I'm like more removed from it, I don't think I have because, you know, some people like say they have like an addictive personality or it's easy for them to become addicted to certain things. And it's not that I was addicted because, you know, like I, I cut out alcohol for a time, but like I, I'm not alcohol free right, 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 right now. Right. Like I, I have a drink here and there, but the building up of my self image allowed me to not have the addictive tendencies with alcohol that I had before. Right. Um, which is, uh, I don't know if that's a common thing or if that's just a me thing, but I cut it out during the time when I was really working aggressively on my self-image mm -hmm. so that when I had, even when we, when we would be like people like at, at the apartment drinking, like, and mm -hmm. I would, I wouldn't have a drink mm -hmm. and it would lend me to not really want to be involved in what was going on and not even in a negative way, just in like a, okay, I'm going to actually take this moment to go and like journal or just do, do something that yeah. is, that's, that's productive for me for what I need right now. Again, bringing it into the light, having a conversation with a counselor who could help equip me with tools to help equip me with ways to 
break that habit. And also again, like not like me, help me realize that I'm just a normal human mm-hmm. and that I'm not garbage for struggling with what I'm struggling with. It's, it's not, it's never easy to hear like somebody being like, Hey, like when you do this, this, and this, it like, you get really mean, like in blah, blah, blah. And that's like, you know, that you, your self image takes a hit or your yeah. character takes a hit. Yeah. And that's like any, anytime you feel your character is getting attacked, yeah. that is not easy to no. hear. No. And, but I applaud you for, you know, for taking it and actually going and wanting to look into that and, and make a change because having that conversation a few times and it was just like something that was, I didn't look forward to saying it either, but I also really wanted, I, I like, this was just a little bit of a riff in, in, in a relationship. And when you, you and your partner are both wanting, like they, you both really desire to be better and grow. It does make these conversations a little bit easier Yeah, where I'm just like, Hey, I like, I, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I something along the lines of, of like, Hey, so, you know, like, when you drink, you just, you become a different person. I don't mm-hmm. like, and I know this isn't going to be easy to, to, to hear. I'm sorry. I just, I want you to, um, to know this is kind of how this is in, 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 um, well, you were how, just, how it makes me feel. Right. You basically. were just like, this, this isn't like, this is an issue for me and this will continue. If it doesn't change, it's going to be an issue in our marriage. Yeah, that's true. And that so was pretty it's, much what it said. Yeah, which is like, okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. I my one hundred percent. Um right. and I don't even think we were married yet at the time, but we were on, we were engaged. So it we was moving in that direction. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I don't want to any habits that are any selfish habits, self destructive selfish habits I have, I want to break those as many as I can before I go into marriage. Mm-hmm. Cause marriage is a huge revealer of like all your selfish tendencies. Um, and so I wanted to get rid of as many of those as I could prior. But again, it just went hand in hand with me repairing my self image yeah. from the ground up and uprooting, having to go through the journey of realizing why do I drink to excess in certain situations? Oh, it's because I'm trying to change who I am because I'm not comfortable with who I am in certain situations. Um, and so then getting to the root of that, realizing that, healing that, then it's like, okay, now I can have a singular glass of wine and be totally satisfied yeah. with the evening. What did you do? Like, is there any tangible things that you can talk about like that you did to kind of heal slash uh, break that, 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 that kind of habit for somebody that may be going through something similar? I mean, counseling for sure having accountability with a counselor. Like, did you say like, I'm going a certain amount of days without drinking or anything or not necessarily. Yeah. Um, I think I like also told you that I wasn't going to drink. I don't think I had a set plan in place. I was just like, I'm going to do this until I feel healthy. Mm. Basically. Originally I kind of had the intention to like cut it out completely forever. But then I realized that I was like, oh, it's not that I'm addicted to it. It's that my self-image is so broken that I needed it to change myself. Right, right. And so once I healed that, I could have a healthy relationship yeah. with alcohol. Yeah, the dynamic was it has shifted. Like yeah. a relationship where you don't need it in order to cope with... Uh, like Being in a af- social af- setting. Right, or yes, right. Or changing yourself so that you can actually be comfortable. Yes. Or escaping from your career or job that you hate and then you come back for work and you have a few drinks so that you can numb yourself. Right. You know, that I, that's probably different, but you did the same thing with cursing. So what a little, you guys don't know this, Sarah, and I hardly even remember this, Sarah, but when we met, she swore like a sailor, I like did. the F bomb, every other word, <laughs> not every other word, but like every other sentence, a lot, a it lot. was just like, it was a part of, yeah. Your vernacular. Yeah. Did we have a conversation that 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 made you, or did I mm. ever? No, because I could have sworn I was just like, you know that like you, swearing, like when you swear so much, it dampens your intelligence. I don't know that you ever said that to me. No, but I think I said it in general to maybe like nudge nudge. And I think you said you made a few offhand comments. I also it's not like I because you're you're so well spoken. 
and and it's seriously so hard to even remember I, that I, it's difficult for it me was because to the point where like she, she was coming over for thanksgiving to meet the fam for the first time and i was just like babe like try your try your hardest not to swear <laughs> because I don't because my, that to like me. my family or parents like they like nobody really swears at all in my in my family Mm-mm. and your parents don't really swear no, at all either. they don't that's they what's don't. crazy they don't it's like it's not like you got it from your parents but no i think it was your association in college yeah right yeah and then so it was just at that point where i'm just like like please please don't like have the f-bomb well, like as we're praying around Thanksgiving. As we're praying on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's funny because I like can't even it's difficult for me to say the F word now. I mm-hmm. almost I don't I don't think I ever the only reason I ever say the F word is if I'm quoting something and it really needs to be said for effect. Sure. Other than that, it doesn't ever even slip out of my mouth. No. Because I I, I, I I don't like it. It's funny because I went it, it, we flip flopped because yeah. I was somebody who all throughout high school, all throughout college, really, like I just like never swore. Yeah. And then I, I association, um, then it kind of flip flopped where it's like, oh, it's it's funny, like in in funny situations and comedic, it, it can, can it be can very funny. It can definitely be funny when used effectively. Yes. I I agree with that. And I I use that as an excuse, but I just recently I watched a, a podcast on it's Girls Gone Bible that was on George Janko's podcast. Uh, which is a fantastic podcast, by the way. Um, and they were just talk- they were talking about cursing because he was a Christian who cursed, mm-hmm. and that's who, you know that's who I kind of started becoming. And then they were just ta- they it just go watch it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it as good as they are, um, but it really convicted me to not do that because I mean cursing is literally what it sounds like. I mean you're cursing, you're like. You're cursing things. You're cursing yourself. You're cursing. Even if it is funny, um, I, I just, I don't know. I got really convicted in that moment to like not curse anymore. And so I've been, I've been doing, doing I mean, you don't, you then. don't curse that much. I don't, but it, it was to the point where I'm just like, why? Like, I don't really need to. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just doing I would it for agree. fun. I was and, like, the, and for, I became the cursing police. I'm like, is it really necessary to use that word? Yes, I don't, I don't think yes, so. You did. You were. Well, I, and you, well, what did you do to break all, that? All I did, you, you I, have to tell, you, you, I, I want you to share how you did that. I just gave it up for 40 days. Yeah. You did it for Lent. Yeah. I right? did it for Lent. You know, the silly things that it's like, oh, I'm giving up chocolate. Like, <laughs> like the, the things that literally don't matter. And it's totally like, I it's think we not, might have done that. It's not the point of giving something up, but I gave up cursing. For 40 days, and it was very hard at the beginning, or I really had to think. But by the end of those 40 days, I had completely broken the habit, and I literally haven't cursed since. I mean, that's awesome, though. That's amazing. <laughs> it kind of just goes to show where, oh, no, it was the opposite. It was like how many people break a habit after committing. It was after yeah. 13 days? 13 days, yeah. After 13 days. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know what the arbitrary number is when it comes to like, instilling a habit some people say 30 some people say 60 some people say 90 it's like it's somewhere in that range probably but the fact that you went 40 days it forced yourself to really think about the words that you're saying Mm -hmm. i think more that we can be conscious of our words the better if we can think about if everything i'm saying comes true true. right now what i how conscious would i be about the words that I'm speaking, mm-hmm. because inevitably that's what you're putting out there is, is whatever you're saying, whatever you're speaking mm-hmm. is what you are attracting is what you're headed towards. Yeah. And so if you're, you know, if you, if you continue to say, oh, I just like, I have so much anxiety. I have so much anxiety. I have so much anxiety. I have so yeah. much anxiety. You say you, that every single day you yeah. bet your bottom, I was going to say bet your bottom butthole, but that <laughs> would that be considered speaking swearing? of cursing? <laughs> Uh, you bet your bottom dollar you're probably an anxious person yeah you know it it, and so it's just being very conscious of that um when it comes to i mean everything anything anything i think anything when when, when i really do think about that it's the thing thing with uh i mean count the compound effect right it's like where, where you eat it's like well i eat a cheeseburger one time Obviously, like I'm not going to die immediately, uh, or a donut one time, two times, three, whatever. 
I'm not going to 17 gonna die. times, but 35 you times. Eat a donut and a, and a cheeseburger every single day. Yeah. And you're not, you're headed in a, in a, <laughs> an unhealthy, a probably lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So it's the same thing with your words is that it doesn't happen immediately, but you're, you're compounding that on, on, on your life and, and where you're headed. So, and circling back to wrap up the whole thing. Oh, wow. Okay. That, I think that can be a powerful tool. If you're struggling with porn or any kind of vice mm. is speaking out loud. Yeah. Which I think people are so, even when they're alone, they feel foolish speaking aloud. Yeah. But it's so powerful when you speak aloud and rebuke your thoughts to help yep. yourself take your thoughts captive. Yep. And I don't know, I don't know if that's something you ever employed with porn, but that's something that I've employed. Oh, I, no, a lot. I definitely have. As silly as it sounds, but I'll say, like, not today, Satan. Hey, <laughs> you know, it's not a good today, phrase. devil, not today, enemy. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you know, personal beliefs, like I have, uh, like, like I have the strength of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I have the strength of God. I have the strength of, you know, what, whatever that is, mm -hmm. um, behind me and it is more powerful than you. Mm. And, and it's just like, you have to, you have to do that. You, you, it does feel silly in the moment, but, and it may feel, uh, we actually talked about this with Justin, Justin and Amanda mm -hmm. in, the, in the last podcast, mm -hmm. which if you haven't seen that one. Man, that's a good. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good episode. Expertise Not because of right us, there. because of them. They were yeah. just such wise, wise people. They're yeah. our personal counselors uh, and marriage counselors. And so, uh, but it's gonna it's gonna be it's because it's unfamiliar. Yeah, it'll feel fake. It's gonna feel fake in the yeah. beginning because it's unfamiliar. It's not what you're used to. But you do it enough times, you make a habit of forty it, days and you are in a row going to create new grooves yeah. in your neural pathways. And it's going to become, it's going to become your new truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Porn. Porn, alcohol, and swearing. Your <laughs> <laughs> conversation took a turn. Yeah, it really did. But I think, I think it was good. I'm glad that you shared what you shared. It's any vice, yeah. any coping mechanism, any uh, addictive thing, you know, yeah. overeating. I mean, just like there's, there's yeah. a lot of different things that we use. And so... I'm glad that we touched on that. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, that was, you know, um, Missy Elliott. We're just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that was an accident. That's good. It was. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. It really helps us out. It helps get the content in front of the people who we want to impact. Yeah, and do us a favor. Please share this with somebody that needs to hear this. Our, our whole goal with this podcast was uh, this entire podcast yeah. is to make people feel less alone and talk about some pretty vulnerable things that a lot of people go through. So if you, you feel that somebody really needs to hear this, um, all we ask is for you to share. And as always, we like to end our podcast by saying goodbye. It was not our worst one. It was definitely not the worst one. No. Probably, probably one of the top three. I think so. Top three. Okay. It made the top three. Wow. Good job. <laughs> Peace See out. A-Town. <laughs>